0: Beautiful goddess, welcome back to the Hello Goddess podcast. I am your host, Mandy DeAndre Grace. I am a Reiki practitioner, a life coach, and a spiritual seeker. So today we have a special guest, my friend Jessica Hache. Jessica is a naturopath, naturotherapist with certifications in sound therapy, herbalism, Ayurveda, holistic nutrition acupressure, tire reflexology, auriculotherapy, guasha, clinical cupping therapy, and ayurveda therapies. She is also in the process of studying neurolinguistic programming, timeline therapy, hypnotherapy, coaching and neuroscience in inherited family trauma. Her goal is to empower, teach and guide you along your journey, to inspire healing, growth, and evolution within every corner of your life with the intention to benefit your highest good. Optimize your health by treating yourself as a whole that you are, incorporating all the important components of your body, mind, emotions, and soul, required to foster an increased state of balance and health, thus maximizing the body's self-healing, Capabilities. Jessica has an amazing healing, healing story. She is living proof of the body's powerful healing capabilities as she used to have numerous illnesses and was in a wheelchair. With hard work, dedication, discipline, and changes made in every corner of her life, she was reborn again like a phoenix and no longer has any h- health issues. So, without further ado, let's welcome Jessica. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are doing amazing. Today, I have a special guest, my new friend Jessica. Hi, Jessica. Hi. I'm really, really happy to have her on the podcast. Uh, We actually knew each other from a long time ago, but we reconnected lately because we are kind of in the same field and I went to her for one of her services and it was literally life-changing. I'm not exaggerating. like I was blown away by her talent, her skill, and as you can already notice, she has a beautiful energy. So, uh, Jessica, how are you doing? I'm fantastic. Good. Um,
1: it's beautiful and sunny out so can't complain about
0: that yes it's like the first day in a long time that it was nice out today in Moncton eh? yeah <laughs> so I already introduced her in the intro and read her beautiful bio uh, and one thing that I really want to start talking about right off the bat is her past because as I said earlier she had a very transformative experience, a life-changing experience, and I want to uh, let Jessica explain her her story because I think it is very inspiring, and um, so I'll let you speak, Jessica.
1: Sure. I won't go into too many details. I'll kind of just give you the, the short version of it because it's not a very short story, um, but long story short, um, I... Ended up in a wheelchair. My organs were failing um, after going from specialist to specialist. um, And unfortunately, the medical system failing me a little bit. Um, Not from lack of effort on their part. I think lack of resources and understanding. I mean, these doctors are overworked. They're tired. They they work crazy hours. Um, And I mean, they can only go as far as what they know and that's the thing we that's as far as we can all go right um we can only succeed as far as what we know so for me I decided you know as a child I was always quite gifted um didn't understand it um so when I wasn't getting any success with our medical system I decided well I'm going to take my health in my own hands. So start my study journey and also kind of kick off my spiritual journey, I guess, because, um, when I started meditating and and everything opened up, it literally for me was like, all of a sudden everything opened up. It was like watching a movie. I knew exactly how to heal myself, how to proceed, how to move forward. And then I could see these archangels and see these spirit guides, which I've always been able to. Um, But after a big incident in high school where I had my first premonition of death, it kind of terrified me. So I decided I wanted nothing to do with that. And I shut that off. Um, And ironically, I started getting sick not long after that because it was like denying myself part of myself. So as I was going through this healing journey and I mean, all of my certifications were part of that healing journey, but a big component was I had to rewire my brain, rewire how I thought and really look into every single physical symptom individually and reference um, the Encyclopedia of Ailments and Diseases from Jacques Martel um, to really look into, okay, well, this thinking pattern this belief this emotion is actually triggering this physical symptom and understanding that each cell in the body has a frequency that it needs to vibrate to in order to properly function um so kind of like the energy flowing through our chakras the way that i see it is you know it's all vibration frequency so all these thoughts and emotions carry frequency as well so if we're experiencing fear doubt all these things it you know, if that cell was only vibrating at 10 Hertz and now you're living in emotion, that's going to bring you to minus 11. Well, guess what? It's not vibrating anymore. So that kind of stops the flow of energy moving forward. So then we kind of have a buildup on one end, a buildup on the other and all these different things. So, um, lack of flow really passing through, but the accumulation of the toxins in these dead cells, because that's what essentially they become, right? A dead cell because they're not functioning. They're not vibrating. Um, They no longer have the life force within them. So once you take that out out and, and start to accumulate that junk, then we really start to feel the physical components of it. And it seems to pile up and up and up because the worse we feel emotionally, the worse we feel too. So I really had to go into all these things and, Part of my journey, what was interesting is I found it very frustrating. And I had a little quarrel with Archangel Raphael because I was like, I've read this book so many times. You keep pointing out this book as what am I missing? What am I missing? I've read this. I know this. I I recognize (laughs) this behavior. But then suddenly it kind of clued in and it was like, oh, well, I'm not taking action to change anything. Mm -hmm. I'm acknowledging it but I'm not changing anything so then I had to go further and really go into changing my behaviors my thinking patterns all these things and actual like transformation if you will on that front and once that started to shift the body started to shift naturally it was just one thing at a time things started to flow away and then my body could respond better to the physical treatments because it was like, okay, well, I've now brought awareness. I've, I've now brought something that I was unconscious about to my consciousness so that I can heal this so that my body can actually receive the treatment so that my body can vibrate again and let that life force pass through me. Mm-hmm. And uh, once I started to do that, I mean, it was life-changing hmm absolutely and, uh, yeah and energetically and and with all these things i mean i was able to straighten my spine heal all my illnesses i had epipens i i had all my allergies all my ailments were able to heal because the the human body is made to heal you just mm-hmm. got to give it what it needs in order to heal itself and now i think where a lot of people have said It seems like it came easy to you. No, absolutely not. It did not. (laughs) Um, I would have to say that the way that my brain functions is perhaps different than others, where I can look at a blueprint and just understand and see where others don't. Um, So for me, I've always caught on quickly. And it was also soul remembering. It was like, oh, well, my soul remembers how to do this. I remember this. So once I allowed myself to remember, it was like muscle memory. Mm -hmm. My body knew what to do and my mind knew what to do. So from that moment on, and I mean, even though I was able to heal myself and it was a lengthy, it wasn't a short process. And I did do it on a short period of time, but I also wasn't working. I was on disability. So I literally dedicated myself 10 hours a day to my healing journey so from morning to evening I had constant things going whether it was doing lymphatic massage on myself cupping on myself sound therapy all these things went into this And, and then the emotional work the shift work that I had to do the meditation all these things that all these components separately that really went into that so was I able to Transform and heal myself fairly quickly than someone that doesn't have that amount of time, of course, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I was blessed and and abundant in that way where I did have the time and the resources to do that on that disability. Uh, and not everybody has that because where a lot of people are trying to heal themselves now, they're working a full time job, Mm -hmm. so exactly, I mean, we can't expect the same kind of progression and the same kind of progress um when the the time and effort isn't at the same level if you will um so i guess what i have to tell a lot of people is be patient with yourself and and what even where i in rushing was one of my big habits <laughs> I, I was speedy gonzalez even as a child so For me, I I did have to learn to work through that and and accept where I am in my journey now is where I need to be. And when I do try to rush past something, I mean, there's no other way to say it, but it's just going to bring you down a detour. You're just going to be learning the same lesson again until you're fully focused and fully present
0: to learn. Exactly, yeah. I think it's really important how you pointed out that to heal, there's multiple sides to it. Like you have to come, in, come at it from different angles. Yeah. Because a lot of people think like nothing against modern medicine, yeah. but it's not the full picture. You're really looking at helping the symptoms, whereas there's so many layers to healing. And yeah. like, even for yourself, you had all those different certifications that were able to help you through that. And even your own intuition and meditation and all these different things, lymphatic mm-hmm. drainage, and I think that's what's really important for people to understand. Uh, mm-hmm. Even in my course right now, I'm learning like there's so many different factors that contribute to our illness. Yeah. Uh, and uh, for, for example, if uh, you were to talk to somebody that is in a similar situation that you were at the time, and maybe they don't have those intuitive gifts, what would you tell them? Like, where would you guide them? So...
1: In my practice, I've learned a lot in my practice as well and actively in in viewing how different people have different ways because I've recognized I'm not the atypical. So when I started practicing, I quickly realized, oh, this doesn't work for many people. They don't have this ability or they don't have this gift. Mm -hmm. So um, I think the biggest thing that I've learned is when I'm assessing someone, the first before they even begin doing inner work, is I assess their nervous system. Is the body in a place where it's biochemically able to receive the triggers of doing that inner work? Because what happens is if it's already in that fight or flight state, if it's already, you know, if you're already wired and tired, the nervous system, in, and then you're going to trigger it even more, it can actually create more trauma. Wow. So then it kind of okay. sends you backwards on your journey. So then they're trying to do this inner work, but okay. internally, the body's in complete imbalance. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, well, my body, my nervous system is not even in place where it can support this work right now. So they tend to get frustrated and tend to even give up because it's like, well, I'm doing the work, but I'm not seeing results. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, because the body's not responding because the body's not in a place where it can comprehend. And it's, it's interesting because... 95% Ninety five percent of our behaviors are unconscious behaviors. Yeah, our actions, all these things. So we do them unconsciously, and then two percent of our DNA of what we inherit is our physical traits from our parents. But the ninety eight percent are traumas, their traumas, their behaviors, their thinking patterns, all these things that tell the gene how to express itself. So, oftentimes, I mean. We run around and try doing this and this and this and this, and it's like, well, we're not actually getting to the root of it. So for me, I would have to say, start with that nervous system and biochemically balancing the body. Look at each tissue state. Where is the imbalance coming from? I'm big on looking for the roots. Okay. The nervous system is in a heat excitation, wind tension state. Okay. Well, what's creating this? What's what's going on? Let's have a look here. Um, so to see where things, and, and most of the time I do have to say the nervous system is the root of almost every other systemic imbalance wow, because the really?
0: nervous system is linked into just about everything. So, so what are your thoughts on inflammation? Is that connected to the nervous system or? 100%.
1: Okay. So when we look at inflammation, it depends what kind of inflammation we're dealing with. So um, when the nervous system, where we're in this fight or flight state and the nervous system and the endocrine system become flooded and imbalanced, um, well then that nervous system is sending different hormones, which will affect the circulatory system and the lymphatic system as well. So for example, the spleen, which plays a part in your nervous system, which is part of your life force and also that blood builder, um, if we are, for example, in Ayurveda, we have these three doshas, so vata dominant. So if we have this um, vata aggravation where it's high anxiety, well, when the vata is aggravated, the spleen is immediately affected. Sorry, there's a truck going by.
0: That's <laughs> okay. Don't worry about it.
1: Um, so when we're looking at that aggravated vata, and affecting that spleen directly well that spleen is going to affect your immune system that spleen is affecting your blood building so your circulation
0: um and it's that life force it's your energy energy levels Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. exactly yeah that's crazy to think about i know there's an epidemic right now about uh like the nervous system anxiety and even Mm -hmm. inflammation i find is really common nowadays uh if you were to um recommend one class to every single person out there what would it be what do you think should be mandatory in a high school let's say when it comes to well-being honestly
1: the program I'm developing (laughs) oh there you go (laughs) Um, because it's called rise like a phoenix natural therapy and it really looks into what we inherit So in this program, not only are we looking at our conscious behaviors, but we're looking at the unconscious behavior to shift the unconscious and bring it to the conscious so that you can begin changing the things we inherit. So it's like, well, I'll give you an example. Um, Part of my core language um, as a child is I've always said I'm broken. When I was sick, that was the most spoken word I could have said. I'm broken right? My legs weren't functioning. I was in a wheelchair. I was blind for a period of time. I didn't have function of my hands. I was broken. Um, And all because I inherited this from my grandmothers, my great grandmothers, because they had lived many miscarriages. And as a woman, not being able to procreate, not being able to Provide that child as a biological kind of responsibility if you will mm-hmm. um it had them feeling broken yep so that echoed through me my entire life and I never understood it until I started my studies um so and it presented itself in so many other things in that what we tell ourselves is so powerful because as a teenager, as I repeated, I'm broken and all these things, like my self-esteem took a major hit, right? 100%, sometimes yeah. we're not even conscious of what's creating our depression, what's creating our anxiety. 100%. So to these kids in high school, the, these young children having a response immediately and something as simple as a young child having anxiety. well okay, well, let's look at these different factors and and these parents should be involved as well to help. It should be a whole family thing because, okay, well, was this child separated from mom between age one to three? For example, my mom had to give birth to my brother. So she was hospitalized for about a week's time. So I was separated when I was two years old from my mom. But that separation created this almost life force flow interruption. So bond interruption and that bond interruption creates an anxiety and it can present itself in a numerous amount of ways that it did for me. Um, Mm -hmm. Even in trouble with intimacy and relationships. Um, So it's presented itself in so many different forms, Um, but to have a child understand this is happening unconsciously. So we're going to bring it so that you're aware of it and change things so that you now have the power to change things. Yeah, but in this so program, so. you're learning breath work, you're learning meditation, you're learning how to manifest and create your reality. You're changing your life and, and breaking free of the patterns. Well, I'm having trouble focusing. Okay, well, this program is also going to have us look into what's going on biochemically in the body as well. So what's imbalanced in the body and, and how to listen to the body. Because mm-hmm. when I was in high school, if I would have been taught how the importance of the body's communication and not in the medical system where, where we're taught, oh, I have a headache. Let's just take an Advil and move on and ignore mm-hmm. it. Well, mm-hmm. if I have a headache. That's my body communicating. If I have a finger that's itching, that's my body communicating. So to listen to the body and being able to bring awareness, okay. My body's telling me this, this emotion, this thinking patterns, creating this. Well, let's change that language, right? Mm -hmm. There's so many tools that can be provided.
0: Yes. And I just, I really want that stuff to become mainstream. That's one of the reasons why I started this podcast. Like I felt I was learning similar things that you were experiencing or explaining. And I was like, this is changing my life. Like even you said the statement, I am broken. I used to say, I am worthless. This is something. Yeah. And at first, it was not even the sentence in my mind. It was an energy, like in the back of yeah. my mind. And that yeah. presented itself everywhere in my life because everything is connected and everything has to be localistically. holistically. So I um, applaud you for creating this program. I think it's going to help a lot of people. And yes, I'm really looking forward to everything that you're going to do in your life because you're already so amazing and i'm really happy that we get connected uh so uh, if you were to look forward maybe in the next two five years what do you see for yourself what's your what's your vision what do you want to contribute to the world uh, you're already doing so much
1: <laughs> um i would like to have the opportunity to to kind of bring out the seminars to help people with these things um to help them bring attention and of course there is still always going to be value for that one-on-one because even in a a group setting we can't look at every like every case is so unique Uh so there is the importance on the one-on-one but to get the accessibility out there and i mean i have had these visions of myself writing some books so i knew that books will be in the future um (laughs) I do see myself stepping out into a bigger stage as well um, because I do want to help change people's lives because if I can straighten my spine and heal all my illnesses, so can you, um, and so can anybody really, if they really want to. Um, and it, it really goes to show how much power we have in our own reality And how powerful changing a word. For example, um, when I have people come through and they're telling me, okay, well, I ask them, how are you feeling? And they'll be like, well, I'm angry or I'm frustrated. I said, well, let's start by changing that language. Mm -hmm. How about we change that to I'm experiencing anger. I'm experiencing frustration. Because when you say I am, you take ownership. So then you keep it. So then they're having a hard time letting go. Well, you just made this part of you who you are. You're, ident- you're identifying with it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So just changing the vocabulary as we're experiencing, where we experience, it kind of flows through this, and then it, it's let go. So I like to give people this example. So to experience pain is temporary. But to suffer is a choice. Right. Because when we suffer, we're identifying with the pain. Mm-hmm. We keep the pain. Mm-hmm. We're not you experiencing waddle. it. Yeah. yeah. Because if you stub your toe, it hurts for a time, but then it passes. It's not a permanent thing. So why is it that we are so emotionally constant living pain? Because we're not letting it go. We're, it's the language. We're mm-hmm. identifying with it.
0: Mm -hmm. exactly and I find it so powerful too when you think about your story that when you were struggling when you were in pain and experiencing all those things you could have chose to stay in that disempowered state right yeah I was something
1: walk again like I kept telling you being, being told by doctors you're never going to do this again if you don't go for this major surgery you will die
0: well, That's I didn't just... go for
1: surgery. I didn't die.
0: Um, wow. I, I am walking. <laughs> it just goes to show, and I hope some people that are listening right now or are watching, if they feel so hopeless, my goodness, look at her example. Anything is possible for you. And sometimes you just that need that little push to be, that catalyst in your life to be able to empower you and to step in the right direction and to go see jessica for her services because she is fabulous (laughs) i'll link all of her information uh in the description box below and so oh we're running out of time so before we go i have two questions that i always want to ask every guest The first one is, if you could go back, I'm really looking forward to see what you're going to answer this. Um, If you could go back in time and speak to your younger self, what would you say? I would say,
1: it's, see, that's an interesting and almost loaded question because the adult in me would say, you know, it's just high school, but then understanding that in that moment, in that high school kid, your reality there is no uh, n- nothing else that's it that's your present reality and it's so powerful so why would i would just start to honestly i would i would tell myself hmm it's hard because the way i see it is i had to go through these things
0: I had the same that led me,
1: yeah. like That led me to where I am today. So if I didn't struggle, if I didn't go through these, like this child learning to, and it's interesting because something I use a lot is rejection is redirection. Failure uh-huh. is simply a moment to adapt. It's a moment quote, to learn yeah. and grow, right? 100%. So I guess for me, that failure was a moment of growth than adaptation like a child learning to walk and um just kind of i guess trying to get people to recognize that you know as a young child being rejected uh, rejected or failing is considered as Mm life-threatening but we can let that we can let that go right Mm -hmm. because it's not a reality as an adult no, not That's our reality right. as a teenager,
0: it's only our reality as an infant, right? Yeah. yeah, beautiful answer, thank you so much. Um, oh my goodness, this is so interesting! I don't want to <laughs> let you go, but I have one more question for you. Uh, what is your definition of a goddess? To me, a goddess.
1: <sighs> We, i mean to me we're all goddesses right we are we are all the extension of the creator the source or god whatever you want to call it we're all interconnected we all have divine energy within us right absolutely um, so mm-hmm. to me a goddess is someone that embraces her inner power and her mm-hmm. inner truth and her identity And by embracing identity, I mean shadow self and all, because we can't truly embrace ourselves if we don't bring ourselves back connected as one. Because, um, I mean, we live in a society that teaches us self-concept, reject the bad, and only what we perceive as good is acceptable. So then we start rejecting parts of ourselves, which separates Mm -hmm. ourselves. Which by consequence is definition, shame. Mm. So it creates this lack of knowing oneself and identity. Then people have a hard time making decisions. And all these other psychological repercussions that happen from it, from having that, well, I'm denying myself part of myself. I'm not hearing myself. I'm not seeing myself. Mm-hmm. I'm rejecting part of who I am. So kind of reintegrating ourselves as a whole. Mm-hmm. That's a goddess.
0: Yes, absolutely. I love that answer so much. Thank you so much for your time, Jessica. And I know you guys love her. Check out her links in the description and stay tuned. I know that she can really support your healing. And I hope this was an interesting episode. If you have any questions, I'm sure you can message her and she'll be uh happy to answer all of your questions. And so wishing you guys all of the best. And sending you all of the love, all of the Reiki energy. Talk soon. Bye. So that concludes our episode today with Miss Jessica Hachet. A big thank you to Jessica for being a guest on the podcast today. Again, if you want to reach out to her, all of her links are in the description below. Sending you all of the love, all of the light and the Reiki energy. And see you next week. Bye.